Hello and welcome to Egotunes podcast. I am your host, Ida Stockholm, the founder of egotunes.org. This podcast is made possible by the support of Vartika Gupta from Australia. Thank you, Vartika. Please visit our website, www.egotunes.org, for more information on how to become a member of the conscious community. All our episodes can be found on Google Podcast and in Spotify by searching for Egotunes or in our website. In today's episode, we are going to talk about getting green fingers with gardening. We are going to put focus on why gardening is much more than just growing vegetables and flowers. How we can experience a connectivity with nature and the healing and meditative impact gardening can have on our mental well-being. Therefore, we have invited Becky Wakeford from Hampshire in the UK, a gardener who loves sustainable living and embraces the importance of openness about mental well-being to share with us her internal and external experiences with her gardening adventure. Let's welcome Becky. So much welcome to you, Becky. I'm I'm really happy that you are with us. As I already said to you, that uh, yeah, and I wanted to ask you if you had already been to your garden today, and now I already got the answer that you are actually <laughs> sitting there right now. So that's yeah. so lovely. Um, yeah, and and one thing is that I know that some people who love gardening they're saying that babies for them, and uh, and it's hard to favor one over the other. But do you have a favorite plant in your garden? I think it. I have a different one, a different favorite every day, because okay. <laughs> especially growing food. Um, like today, my sugar snap peas started um fruiting, which was really exciting. Okay. So um, I think today that that those were my favorites. Um, but you know, yesterday it might have been my lettuce because I had lettuce for dinner. So. <laughs> Oh, um, every, every day okay. <laughs> something different. Um, I really couldn't pick one. I, I yeah, I think it would be unfair on the others. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what people say. You know, you cannot favor <laughs> one over the other. It's like with the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. It, it's so seasonal in the garden as well. That that you know, some things like for example, the dahlias are absolutely wonderful when they're in flower, but the rest of the year they're just boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I them as one of my favorites until they start putting out amazing flowers, and then I go, "Wow, yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it changes with the season and everything. That's so true. Um, <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, I had this very special because I grew up in a farmland kind of farmland, and we had so many trees and bushes and wonderful vegetable garden that my parents were making for it. And I had this apple tree with. I used to know play in and I had like a swing in this apple tree and I loved to eat the apples there was something very special with this tree and and also with some of the other plants that we had and some of the other bushes you know and it was like they had personalities in a way yeah. for me to to be around these plants and is it something you can recognize as well yeah definitely I I find that um 
I I have so I have one apple tree in my garden. I'm not going to say this too loudly because the other apple trees are listening. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> a, it's definitely a favorite of mine. But actually, I have like um I have a favorite tree um that's in the woods near my house, and it's a probably about a mile and a half, two miles away from my house. But I I have to go and visit this tree pretty much every day <laughs> and I feel sad if I don't really? go and see it it's just a, a really um ordinary beech tree that n- nobody would really think twice about it or look look again at it it's not particularly remarkable but just feels like a really nice tree <laughs> and so I just yeah I have to go and give this tree a hug <laughs> and I talk to it and yeah and if I haven't seen it for a few days I'm like I missed you so <laughs> I probably sound okay, like a total crazy person. But. <laughs> but that's wonderful because that's also why I, what I was experiencing with this particular apple tree. Yeah. You know, and of course we had we had other apple trees as well, and we had like cherry trees and and other things. But there was just something very special, you know. That's it. So it's it's fun that you uh, that you are recognizing that, and I don't feel too weird about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I love all trees, but I think I'm I'm particularly in love with that one. You know. Okay, uh, that's wonderful. And um, yeah, I have to ask you this because why? Why is it that you are so passionate about gardening and growing your own food? And how did it all begin? So I guess I've always been brought up around vegetable patches. So both of my grandparents had vegetable patches. My parents had a vegetable patch. Um, later, my parents had an allotment as well, um, which is kind of a sort of like a community garden. Um, And I then sort of developed an interest in ecology and in environmental systems and things like that. Um, And for me, the garden was the place where I actually had dominion over what was going on. And the most logical thing to me from a sort of environmental point of view was to grow food. and once you start growing food and you taste what real life tomatoes taste like straight off the vine, you kind of can't yeah. stop. That's it. You're stuck. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's amazing to hear. Um, and will you say that, is it like a hobby for you or is it more like a lifestyle? I think it's it's a hobby and that I enjoy it, but it's a lifestyle and it's it kind of goes almost further than that. It's just life, I guess. It's not really something that I would consider not doing. It's just it's just there. It's really part of my life. Um and the plants obviously are my food, um and they're my creative outlet, my my passion. It's yeah there's it's very um like two halves of of a whole if that makes sense yes it makes so much sense I can completely understand what you're saying when how much uh, how much time do you usually spend in the garden because it seems like you have so much to do there you have you have so many projects with berries and beans and so many vegetables from day to day and and from season to season but I would say a minimum of a day um and even if I'm just sitting in the garden just experiencing it not necessarily doing any work um but some days it's like 16 hours you know <laughs> 16 hours 
the from, whole day you've been from outside. the moment I wake up yeah <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> and I guess it's, especially it's during a, these times you have a lot of time to go to the garden yeah exactly and uh and even when I'm relaxing and I'm not actually doing work in the garden I'll be in the garden anyway because it's my <laughs> it's my sort of safe relaxing space and yeah. even on rainy days and yeah I'm just always outside the first thing I do in the mornings wake up and go outside so yeah <laughs> okay that sounds really really great I wish that I <laughs> yeah maybe I should just start doing it just to go outside the first thing in the morning I think that's very healthy for a person to yeah. go outside mm, yeah. the start of the day And now we were talking about before this connectivity that we both have experienced with plants and trees. Um, do you feel that you have this this connection in your garden, like as a because we have I I believe that we have this uh, more like a subtle system that maybe we won't not recognize it so much in our daily life because we are you know living in so fast paced and. And all these kind of things, um, but there is this larger system of every species communicating with each other. And you know, if we just look into the garden and we see the bees and we see the flowers and we see, you know, so many species, and they are like communicating in a way. They are they're flying around and they are depending on each other. And I think that we are also a part of this somehow. And is it something that you can feel as well around your plants? Yeah, definitely. I kind of like to think of of um ecosystems and my garden yeah. and maybe even the <laughs> yeah. world as a whole as um yeah. as kind of like one body, like and we're all cells or organs in the same body. Um and we all work together. Um and we've all got our small parts to play. Um and I think it's really humans have got into this into this thinking where we're not part of it where we just pass through nature and we enjoy nature um and we might go and visit nature but we don't see ourselves necessarily as an intrinsic part of the nature um but that's just not right is it it's um i think when you really get to know a patch of land or even just a single plant and you you really get to understand it and spend some time with it um you start to realize just how much a part of you it is and how much you are a part of it as well and how you really the connectivity there is completely unavoidable the the plants make our food and we help the plants and yeah the plants probably don't need us as much as we need them but <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> certainly in the garden we're you know we're the ones that look after them um so yeah that is like this this little cycle and it's kind of um difficult to see it unless I suppose you've actually seen your your food grow from seed to um fruit or to vegetable or whatever it it forms it's sometimes difficult to understand that connection with your food and with where it comes from. Um, and then the food that also then connects you to the environment and to everything in it as well. Yeah, that's very true. I think also like most of food today, you know, it gets produced so, so far away from us and we will never have any idea of the source. And most of it is also conventionally grown with lots of you know, chemicals 
and like uh, fertilizers. Like it's it kind of artificial. There's not much natural about it anymore. And I think that it's yeah, confused, that's it. It can might also confuse our system that we get in one meal we yeah, have rice think... from India, we have uh, fruits from over here, over there, <laughs> oh everywhere. That's it. I so I recently read that um, on average a meal when it arrives on a plate in America has traveled about sixteen hundred miles. All the yeah. all the food <laughs> in it. And that just yeah. to me is is completely insane. When it's you can quite happily grow um, food in your back garden, or even just in a box in the corner of a room. <laughs> it just yeah, um, exactly, exactly. It's totally bonkers. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, and that is just how the food system works today. Um, but it's so good that there are many people who are realizing the value of having the fruits and the vegetables or whatever they can grow around themselves. You know, all this, uh, for example, this permaculture is coming up a lot at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is great, which is great. It's like, a, I hope that there will be some kind of movement towards this um, because I think it's very important. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And I think um, the more we can understand how important it is, and get other people involved in it i think it's it's got a really holistic way of helping everybody from everything from employment to mental health to economics everything i think mm. it's, it's really mm. important that we get more into that and every small thing that we can do to participate in it is is a tiny act of rebellion against the uh, current system I guess, and I agree completely. I hope that it will happen. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, small steps, small steps, and we can only do what we do ourselves. You know, to be an example, as you, for example, you are posting about it, and and you are encouraging people in your online blogging and all to to try it out and to see that it's fun and it's so good for you. And you know, that's a way of doing it. For for example, definitely. Um, definitely. But, yeah, now we're talking about it. It's it's incredible what you were saying before about us, this co connectivity with the food. And I think that it already happens long before it enters our bodies. It's something that's happening all the time. For, for example, right now, when I, I told you before that I have this mango tree in my garden here. And I feel that I have a special connectivity with this tree because I have seen, especially during these times where I have been so much at home, I just followed it since it was a flower and now it's actually having these small mangoes. And I really hope that one day I will be able to eat these mangoes because I feel that that, uh, that sensitivity about it and the connectivity, it's already there. I feel it's already a part of me in a way. Yeah, that's Which it. is interesting. And I think the, the yes. um, amount of nourishment we get from growing our own food is really massive compared with the amount that you'd get from just eating it and I'm talking like nourishment for your soul and for your body and for your happiness and your well-being everything it just is incredible watching things grow and like you say having that connection with them um it gives they they the plants give you so much more than just the food yes yes it definitely definitely and we I've I know that we will talk about this a little bit later in this episode because it's really, really interesting what this connectivity and this being with the plants can do to us, not just as, you know, growing vegetable or something like that, but actually for our mental well-being as a whole, as our, our 
or feeling of, of life. Um, but first, I wanted to talk about actually, because it is interesting. And I think that many of us might also want to try to grow these vegetables and maybe um, try to do some perma permaculture or, or just some, some small project in the garden. So what is your best to how we start out just shortly? So I think I would um, start by thinking about what you really like to eat. Um, because if you're motivated to grow something, um, you know, if, if for example, my uh, six-year-old is a particular fan of blueberries, so she takes really good care oh, yeah. of blueberry <laughs> plants. Um, <laughs> I never see any of the blueberries, surprisingly enough, but she, um, oh, she does take very it. close care of them. <laughs> Um, oh, that's amazing. I think, yeah, so I think you have to start really with what you love. Um, obviously, the most important thing is that you choose something that's actually going to grow in the environment that you're in. Um, for example, we were talking about mangoes. If I decided that I loved mangoes and that was what I wanted to grow, I'd probably be setting myself up <laughs> yeah. for quite a big fame. Uh, it, it wouldn't work <laughs> pretty good there, no. <laughs> yeah, so so have a look around at what other people are growing locally to where you are and see what works. Um, decide what you like um, and then go for it, basically. And seeds, you put a seed in the ground and it wants to grow. So you kind of if it if it doesn't grow then just try again you know it's you don't actually have that much to lose um even just you know um cut the top off a a box or something fill it with compost and sprinkle some salad leaf <laughs> seeds in there and it's gonna grow you know um and then you immediately have the beginnings of a garden even if you don't have a garden even if you're in a flat with just a window somewhere with a box on the windowsill it's <laughs> yeah, you can you still, still do have it. yeah you still have that connection with your food and you're still making a really um important difference to your lifestyle to the way that you're eating and the way that you're consuming um global resources really as well yeah that's so true and just know now you have already talked a little bit about it but can you feel it different from your own homegrown food and the food that you eat in the supermarket, not just taste-wise, but in your whole system? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't, it's, <laughs> almost, it's quite difficult. To There's describe. only one answer for that. No? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to describe, I think. Um, so since I started uh, growing my own tomatoes, for example, I can't eat supermarket tomatoes. <laughs> at all and okay. in this country will probably only crop for four or five months um of the year but so the rest of the year we go without tomatoes because they just don't taste the same um so from a yeah. taste I mean I know you said not taste but I can't yeah the, the, again the, the nourishment <laughs> that we get from the plant is not just from the yeah. food um and the the taste and the fact that you know that it that 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 plant has been cared for and that in my case um and I hope in other cases as well that it's organic that it's not been sprayed um and you know it's safe you know where it's come from and 
you know, I, I like my children to go out into the garden and help themselves. If I was spraying something around the garden like they do in in the majority of commercially grown foods, um, that would scare me a lot. And how much percentage of your food are you growing in your garden right now? So probably not as much. Are as you self-sustaining? <laughs> I wish I was. Um, I'm definitely not no. growing as much as I would like. Um, so I think it's estimated that to feed one human, you need something like 300 square meters. Um, and I have 100 square meters and four humans. So um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we I see. A, yeah, we do take a proportion of our um, meals are from the garden. Um, I would like it to be more, but this requires me to have probably a little bit more land. Um, and maybe be a little bit yeah. more clever mm. about about how I um, use the land as well, because I quite like growing things that you can't buy readily. Um, so things that it, it makes more sense to grow at home rather than things like um, uh, grains, for example, which which need a lot of oh, yeah. space. Um, I would opt to just buy organic Uh, locally sourced grains rather than growing my own because it doesn't make any sense to me to to try and grow yeah. my own on the small amount of space that I've got so yeah I I, I still think probably 15 to 20 percent of our food for the whole family comes from the garden so I don't suppose okay. that that's too bad oh, that's great <laughs> That's a good achievement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some days it's a hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that. And That's other great. days it's maybe are you, zero. Are you? So, are you plant based? I am. Yes. Um, my okay. uh, my family are vegetarian, um, but still eating okay. um, dairy products and things. So it's just me who's who's completely plant based. Oh, okay. Yeah, you cannot <laughs> you cannot go against the plan. No, <laughs> they're, they're, too they're too amazing yeah i can understand okay great okay let's move on to something else because i when we were planning this episode and we were emailing you and i you were expressing so much of you know eager and happiness about sharing about how much you love sustainable living so i just want to ask you um, this gardening and sustainable living how does it align yeah so um for me i I desperately from from having studied ecology I desperately wanted to be more sustainable in the way that I live um and I found grow your own through a real sort of passion to do something really meaningful towards living more sustainably um and I found out that uh, apparently And maybe don't quote me on this because um, I haven't fact checked this, <laughs> but um, between 10 and <laughs> no 12, <laughs> uh, for every calorie of food that arrives on our plates in the Western world, between 10 and 12 calories of fossil fuels have been spent to get it to that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, if I can, um, for example, put 20% of the food on my plate that Uh, from my garden rather than um from a supermarket that's 
taken all of those fossil fuels to get it there um, in form of of pesticides, herbicides, fertilizers, manufacturing, processing, transport, all that kind of stuff. I can take all of that away just simply by sowing some lettuce seeds, which is like super powerful to me. Um, and I feel like every single time we take a bite of food, we're casting like a vote. We either vote for spending that that energy and for maybe adding to a negative system of monoculture and of of inorganic food growing or even of exploiting people to get cheap foods um and, and we can vote with our with our meals really and choose to to eat more sustainably and and growing your own and doing it as close to your own home as possible is really the the most powerful thing that you can do in that regard, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. I think it's super, super important this way. And we can all do a little small thing, even that it seems, you know, a little bit unreachable sometimes to be up against these huge concerns and huge agriculture. And it is so easy just to go to the supermarket, but sometimes there is a different solution which can actually make a huge, huge impact just by our small actions. Yeah, that's so I it. I can very much uh, recognize what you're saying and agree to that. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, I think if more and, people uh, took part in in growing their own food, then the the difference, the impact that it would have, would be absolutely enormous and much more than we could ever do from arranging huge protests and changing laws and things yeah. like that. Just <laughs> just simply by making different choices, we can make a huge, huge impact. Definitely. Everything is in our own hands now. Yeah, exactly. Or on our own <laughs> plates. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> on our own plates. <laughs> yeah, okay. And um, let's move on to the next, because we have already been touching about how important this gardening, being with nature, connectivity and all is for us human beings. And let's dive a little bit deeper into this, namely about what this can do to our mental health just to be in gardens because gardens are special peaceful places where we can you know restore ourselves and uh, we can in a way you know rejuvenate the whole system just by being outside and being you know physically and mentally with with the nature not just with a specific plant or tree or anything um, and we often hear about how this gardening can actually be like a fair people people who are going through some difficulties mentally and I know that I have also a good handful of people near to me who are using this not just because they love flowers or vegetables but because they actually you know get this this feel of that this is a space that they cannot find anywhere else yeah um, and I know that that during this uh, mental health awareness week which was just was it last week um you posted something on Instagram as well about this how important it is to be open, how important it is to put focus on mental health and not just, you know, um, keep it inside. And I know that you have also been going through some of these difficulties yourself and that you have expressed that this garden is the best healer for you. So can you just share something about like, what does this garden do to your mental health? Yeah, so I think... Um... For me personally, um, I suffer with anxiety. I have for many, many years um, and I've kind of 
drifted in and out of depression as well um and we know that that being outside just simply being outside is really good for our mental health um but mm. actually being in a garden um having something to take care of having a reason to get out of bed in the morning because you know the tomato plants aren't going to water themselves um yeah and then just just having to take that time to do something that has to be done slowly it has to be done with care and with precision um and it kind of just slows you down it makes you stop but it also makes you concentrate on the task at hand which is quite meditative in a lot of ways um so it it slows you down but it also um meets your sort of need I, I suppose we can call it a need for um being productive as well and I think a lot of people find it really difficult to stop and to meditate and to do those kinds of things because it's not productive um and mm. in this lifestyle that we have um in this day and age where we're constantly working and constantly trying to achieve all the time um, to be able to find something that is not only meditative and relaxing, but it's also grounding and productive is really quite powerful. Um, and that's where that's where gardening comes in for me, really, from from a mental health point of view. OK, and and I can agree completely to that. And actually, I think that also, you know, this whole connectivity and 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 having this to take care of not just as like taking care of a child or anything but it, it's a different matter because it is a nature that that is different for us which we are a part of if we want it or not and i think that it's also you know in this fast-paced society as you're talking about as well you know we tend to put a lot of focus on ourselves or careers or friends or achievements or money and all and i think this is also a way where we can actually put the focus on something else which is not us which is not a person but which is you know something that is true nature in a way so it's really, yeah. really interesting it's really That's interesting how it can grind like um make a sort of a grounding for us and you know yeah. in our soul if we can say it that way um, That's so do it. you think do you feel do you feel as well if you are stressed out or or having a bad day that it can be a relieving yeah definitely and I feel like um actually I feel stressed if I haven't been in the garden because I kind of need that relief and I need to be in my in my environment as a kind of almost like fish out of water type scenario um and it does relax me immensely. And I feel as though also being in my garden, getting to know my garden and just simply being around the plants is just as important as doing the jobs that needed to be done as well. So probably 50% of the time that I spend in my garden is just looking around, just just feeling the plants and just being being around them really and being in that environment rather than actually doing anything to to affect how it is I'm just experiencing it which to me is really really important mm, okay yeah I can completely understand <laughs> I feel the same thing even when I go outside here and I, I just enjoy so much because we have so many flowers and 
workers looking at each and every of them day by day, you know, they are changing and the colors and sometimes they are opened up, sometimes they're not opened up. And you feel like, yeah, there, there is something more to it than just, it's not just a flower, you know, you can do something. <laughs> yeah. And I just, uh, I just read the other day um, that there was this recent study that has, uh, that has proven um, that gardening is really, really healthy for, now you're mentioning uh, anxiety, and I think that many of us who are living in this, you know, fast-paced, it, it's not a, it's not rare that people are, are facing these difficulties at all. Um, so I think now we, unfortunately, we have come to an end of the podcast, <laughs> but it's a, this is a topic that I think that we can, we could discuss for ages because there's so yeah, much to, sure. there's so much to gardening. There's so much to you know so many different aspects of nature and what it can do to us and and the impact that it has on our life or if we want it or yeah. not or if we see it or not um so all being said garden is much more than just growing vegetables and fruits and flowers there's more to the story and uh, yeah as i said unfortunately there is uh, no more time but yeah, I just want to thank you so much, Becky, for sharing with us and telling about these amazing benefits of garden and uh, and how it has been for you to go through this whole gardening journey and which you are still going through every day, I guess. <laughs> and also <laughs> thank you to, uh, to all of you who are listening to this podcast. And uh, I hope you feel that you can do some experimenting with, uh, with gardening as well. And uh, you can all find more inspirational articles, podcasts, and news on how to live an eco-conscious lifestyle on www.ecotimes.org.